It's the Real Estate Podcast, brought to you by Ray White, the largest real estate and property group in Australasia. And welcome to another episode of the Real Estate Podcast. We're talking to someone who has mastered the whole positive can-do attitude of just getting out there and doing it. Her name is Emily Hazel from Melbourne, who's got a great backstory for those of us who might be doubting ourselves, especially in the times that we're living with external stresses preventing us from living life to the fullest. She is a real estate investor a cafe owner and has a degree in interior architecture and graphic design and at one point even ran a nanny service at the age of 15. So Emily, welcome to the podcast. Perhaps we can start off with you talking me through the very beginning of how you got into real estate. Well, I guess also to learn a little bit more about me, I also have ADHD, so that helps with um, being a high achiever. I can't sit still for more than two minutes. But dad is a, a property developer. Him and his two brothers have been doing it for 30, 40 years. So I grew up around it, seeing them, you know, buy blocks in the 80s and 90s and knock them down and build townhouses. So I think it was definitely in my blood. And we'd sit down at the dining table and he'd show me, you know, floor plans and how to draw windows and doors. And when I was a in primary school, he sat down with me and we drew a townhouse together and then he ended up building that off my design. So it's something that I was very passionate about. And I actually opened my, yeah, the eatery when I was 24 and I'd been working on that for like nearly 10 years and I'd been saving. I ran this nanny agency from when I was 15. I started working when I was 12 and I just had this goal of putting away $500 a week for nearly a decade. So I opened up my cafe, but then the day I opened it, I actually used all those savings and I had $246 in the bank account. And then I had to start saving again from opening the cafe. So owning your own food venue, you do save a lot of money because food is such a huge cost for us. So I ate breakfast, lunch and dinner there for the next four years until I purchased my first property. And I guess because I've got that design blood in me, I did my first flip. I held onto it, but I used the equity to go for the second one. So real estate is not only something that seems to be in your blood and you were exposed to from a very young age, but you also like to help first home buyers and especially young women achieve that first step on the property market. So tell me a little bit more about that. Yeah, I guess something that I learned through a few different entrepreneurs, entrepreneur courses that I did was just jump and build your plane on the way down. And so I've taken that over into real estate as well. There's never going to be the perfect house, the perfect market, the perfect time. You've just got to jump and then you'll just continue learning as you go. So because I started so young, I knew that every house that I did, I'm going to continue to learn something through. So, you know, you have to, of course, do that research. And then in the end, you'll sort of just go with your gut and you'll think, yep, this is the one that we can do the reno on, or this is somewhere that we can live for a few years to wait for the equity to go up. So that was something that I guess I've had to teach myself and then that's what I want to teach others and then working with the best team so um, I learned about this thing called a 100 list so you make a list of whatever you want to do so I did this for my eatery and I reached out to a hundred people in the industry who could teach me so I would just literally get on Twitter Instagram Facebook now we're so lucky with all the technology LinkedIn and I'd reach out to these people say hey can I just have a 10-minute coffee with you and I'd ask them all the questions and so I've done that with real estate now as well. And now I've got an amazing team of lenders, brokers, insurance, uh, my lawyers and everyone that I work with like that. So that was years of work that I did. So now I love handing that on. I've got a lot of entrepreneurial female friends as well. And I guess 
maybe 10, 20 years ago, there weren't as many women, you know, in business this young. So now they're all ready to buy their first house, but we were never taught this growing up. So yeah, what, what do you do next? So about once a month, I have a friend come to me and say, all right, I've got enough for a deposit. What do I do next? And I think, why the hell are you coming to me? So that's where it sort of started off. And now we run, yeah, adulting masterclasses to teach people all about these first steps of being a home buyer. Okay, so tell me a little bit more about the masterclasses that you're running. You have some real estate agents working with you on this. How does all of the connection work with you and the people wanting to learn from a masterclass on how to invest in property? Well, I guess through Serotonin Eatery, my venue, we have a huge social media presence. We've got a huge Instagram, Facebook following, Twitter following. So I reach out to those and a lot of our customers, because I opened that when I was so young and went on a sort of entrepreneurial journey through that, I gained a lot of followers and girls who would reach out to me through that. So I run something called Her Story, which is a a business group for women. And then I guess the following through there, they've come on this journey with me. And yeah, now post pandemic, some of us have saved money over the last few years. Some of us have definitely lost money over the last few years. But a lot of my friends who kept jobs have yeah not spent their money on everything. So they're the ones now reaching out saying, what do I do next? You know, there's a lot of self-doubters who are scared of the property market. A lot of procrastination goes on in the property market. And then you've got the FOMOs who will stop at nothing to buy property. Belief, I think, is a mindset, almost like a light switch when you say to yourself, you know what, I can do that. And you flick the switch and then tell yourself, I'm ready to do it. Because it's not until you believe it yourself that the magic can actually start to happen and reinforce the belief through the doing process. People telling you that you can do it isn't enough. It has to be that internal mindset. Is that, Emily, something that you relate to? Yeah, you have to have that internal why, you know, the reason that you get up every day. So I saved like a mad person for those first few years. I didn't go on a holiday for two and a half years and put every penny away, was eating, yeah, all the meals at my own shop. So of course you have to have that dedication before you even buy to get that deposit. And then you can look at whatever market you need to go in. So yeah, you have to have the why, you know, it can be a million different reasons. For me, it was, I saw mum, stuck sort of in a marriage and she couldn't get out because she thought, you know, she had no money. So for me, I really wanted to get that first house. That was my why for my personal security, my personal safety in my own life to have that house that's mine. And that's something that I can always fall back on. So that was a huge internal underlying driver for me, but it could be anything for anyone else. And you started your cafe at 24, as you've mentioned. You bought your first property at 27, saving a ton of money on the purchase price at the time. And you would never have dreamed of just how out of control a handful of years later the market would become around escalating property prices. Yeah, exactly. I was very lucky that day. Lucky or exactly, I'd done my research, but it's uh, right in the middle of Melbourne and I was the only person at the auction. And I had on my in my pocket, I had a bit of paper. A friend recommended this. They said, you know, put what you hope you'll get, your little dream price, and then put what you expect it to go for and then put your absolute maximum and put it in your pocket so you do not go over because everyone gets emotionally involved and excited on auction day. And I got it for hundreds of thousands of less than I thought I would. No one bid. And they also said all those tips, wait till they say it's on the market and I'm waiting there. And then they just said, all right, if anyone, you know, if you want to come in now and just talk with us privately. So I went in. So yeah, I guess I made the money that day on the day I bought it. And then having the skills to do the little flip, which is something a lot of friends who aren't creative or 
aren't handy. You know, my, my brothers are all tradesmen and my partner's a tradie, so I, they think I have a little hand up, but everyone is there to help you, whether it's from the day that you're the, you know, the real estate agent's showing you through, you know, you can ask them all the questions. I think people are really scared of real estate agents and everyone goes in with their game face on, but I teach everyone and I was taught to ask them, you know, who else is coming through? What's, what's the interest been like? Or what's this area like? Or if you're trying to do a flip, you know, what are people looking for? Who are the buyers? So agents are so knowledgeable in obviously the suburbs they work in. So using them and then using tradesmen as well, get someone in who can help you run the job. It's not as overwhelming. And once you do do it once, it'll get easier every time. Okay, so now let's turbocharge the conversation to your happy place. You decided to create the ultimate happiness centre, the Serotonin Eatery. And I'm looking at an extract from your website that reads, The world is shifting, there is a movement growing, and serotonin is at the forefront. Our wellness centre is focused on facilitating those who wish to relearn the importance of health and happiness whilst simplifying this process. Serotonin is a reminder that health and happiness does not need to be complex and can be achieved with little effort. Well, it makes me want to come and check out your cafe the next time that I'm in Melbourne. (laughs) Thank you very much. Yeah, everything we do at Serotonin is based around happiness from the design, obviously, which was part of my favourite part of the process. But we also have the serotonin formula, which is just 12 steps to natural happiness. So, for example, the first step is just sleeping eight hours a night. They're all basic steps that we all can do every day, you know, trying to avoid the stimulant cycle, which is coffee as soon as you get up and then sugar at three o'clock and then alcohol or another stimulant in the evening. And then by the time you go to bed, your body's exhausted. and That's why you need coffee the next morning. So there's these little things that I spent about seven years researching and working with food scientists, doctors, nutritionists. And these 12 steps are things that we really try and educate people on. And then the food we serve at serotonin is high in what's called tryptophan. And that's what actually converts to serotonin when you eat it. So the food is all actually mood stabilizing food as well. As we mentioned, you've got a degree in interior architecture and graphic design. Looking at some of the photos in your cafe, it's aesthetically balanced with what you've done in creating the space. And clearly this background in architecture has helped with designing the creative space in terms of what you wanted to achieve. Yeah, I actually was a teenager still when I came up sort of with the first idea for it. And then my lovely father sat me down and said, all right, well, you need to do a costing. And I worked out how much it was to get an architect to do the fit out, how much it was to get a graphic designer to do my menu, the branding, the website. And it was cheaper for me to go and do the double degree. So I went to university, studied it, and then I also picked up a business subject um, while while I was at university and did a full business plan on serotonin eatery. So I have designed everything from the menus, which is sort of a play on the periodic table, to the logo of serotonin, which is the molecule, but it's actually changed by about 25% so I could trademark it. And then the tiles represent the molecule, which are sort of hexagons. And I worked with a colour psychologist. So the outside of the building is dark and it's got this porter's paint in, uh, with a sort of sparkle that represents the crazy outside world. And then as you enter the front door, the colour psychologist helped me pick these colours and even the brushstroke styles, which are calming, relaxing. And then there's swing seats, Japanese booths. Like there's actually seven different seating styles. So Every day of the week, you can come and have a different experience and not just sit in the same, you know, row of cafe tables as everyone else seems to do. 
Okay, a colour psychologist. How behind the times am I? I've never heard of that term before, but it's clearly at play with the colours and the tones within the space. And, you know, I think that Melbourne is probably the creative capital of Australia, and here you sit in the middle of it with your serotonin cafe. Yeah, they say that always successful entrepreneurs come from colder towns (laughs) because we're all inside, not on the beach, so I believe that. Well, Emily, you have made a success of it and you are in a colder city, so I can't disagree with your thinking. Hey, great to catch up and learn a little more about you and your real estate passion and the mentoring of younger women in particular, coupled with the creative, relaxing space of the Serotonin Eatery Cafe. And thanks for coming on to the Real Estate Podcast. Thank you so much. We connect you to the best real estate information across Australia. The Real Estate Podcast.